Hey, this is Keith Price, and I am so glad that you have become a part of the Keith Price's Curtain Call family. It is really great that you guys are enjoying it, and I really, really feel like I want to give you guys more and do more for you. And the only way that I can do more is if I can get a little bit of help from you. So what I would like to ask of you is that you check out, if you're listening to the podcast, to the Patreon page that I have started in which I'm asking that if you have an extra buck or two that you could throw over to the side once a month, I would be very appreciative. As time goes on and the more support that I can get and the more energy that I can create, behind this, it will give me the opportunity to reach more people. And the more people that love theater in the world makes the world a better place. So www.patreon.com slash Keith Price Curtain Call. Help a brother out. Come on now. Help a brother out. Thanks a lot. This is Keith Price's Curtain Call. me where is the love honey i know where the love is mm. hey <laughs> i've been storing i got a whole pot at home i got a whole pot Ooh, this party is about to get started right here on <laughs> keep prices curtain call welcome back for another episode and i am joined today by a new friend of mine actually we just met for the first time last year through a mutual friend and this young man you know of course some of you if you've had the opportunity you might have seen him in motown you might have seen him in The Rent. You know, he's clearly on the list of the Lin-Manuel Miranda peoples because, you know, he was in the Heights, too, working it. Um, young, fabulous singer, actor, songwriter, dancer, performer, the whole schmear, Mr. Marcus Paul James is joining me here today. Hello, Marcus. Hello. How are How's you? One? I'm good. I'm like, that's smooth. I, you know, I gave you some Lala and Donnie. <laughs> for a reason, because um, some Donnie and, and Roberta Flack, because my friend, Mr. Marcus Paul James, is going to be performing at one of my favorite, favorite, favorite places here in New York City. And I say it all the time, and they don't give me nothing else but just the love and respect that we mutually have at the Fine Science 54 Below. And he's going, wait, and this is the thing. You know, I played that song because his show coming up is entitled Where is the Love? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where is the love, Marcus? And you're going to be doing this along with Miss Crystal, Renee? Monet. Ma- Monet. Yeah. Damn it. I was trying to be so I was trying to be smooth with no paper and everything. Like I did my <laughs> research and shit. But they're going to be turning it out at, at Five Cents 54 Below, which, as I told you before, is one of the neatest places to go see people when they're performing because you get to see artists get to do what they love to do, which is just sing a song the way they want to sing. They ain't mm-hmm. got to do it the way the choreographer needs them to sing while they're dancing. They ain't got to do it the way the director wants them. How wonderful is that for you to do that? It's always awesome. I think, um, especially the way that I kind of grew up in musical mm-hmm. theater, Um when starting out kind of saying like what you do is not what necessarily we want so anytime you get 
to uh, express yourself the way you want to is always welcomed. And I've been, I think I've gotten spoiled by that, actually. Yeah. To where I've been able to be in shows in which me was enough. I didn't right? have to pretend to be anything else. Isn't that the best? Yeah. So, that's, that's, wow. Because you can, you know, Marcus has got, you know, he's one of these brothers with the range when they be singing. <laughs> No, you don't want to say dime a dozen with these brothers because these brothers be just turning it out. It just so happens that there's so many of y'all doing it. It's wonderful when you get the moment to get to just showcase yourself and not be in the race, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Absolutely, and I don't think I've ever been in the race, which I think is the blessing that I never needed to be. um, Which I thought was great because I'm not. I don't even see it showcasing myself. It's like we got things to do. Yeah, I have, you know, I like music and I like performing, but I want to show you this other music. Right. Whether it's mine or whether it's Donnie and Roberta's or whether it's, you know what I mean? So tell me about the show you're going to be doing at Fine Sense 54 Below. Yeah, it's going to be on um, Friday night. Um, uh, uh, wow. Second, yeah. August third, actually. So August third at nine thirty p.m. Ooh, the late show. Yes, it is the late He's show. He's in the late slot, it's honey. The late show, so you can have dinner and you know have two glasses of wine, and then you're ready. Mm-hmm. You're ready for some soul. And the food, um, and again, let's not be. Sh- I, you know, again, I don't mean to be it's super endorsing them, but the food is very cute over there. Very good. It's very cute. That's what I keep telling people. Mm-hmm. So you know, come and be ready to eat. Yeah. Yeah. And don't yeah, don't eat before. It's not yeah. one of those places. No, don't do that. <laughs> or you have to drink. Um, um, which isn't bad either. That's not a bad together. It's um, cute, cute, cute space. But yeah, but me and uh, a Crystal Monet mm-hmm. Hall and Hall. I have been kind of dreaming about doing this show for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both have our own like um, music careers. Right. So like, and we are we are at each other's show all the time. Um, but to actually plan something that's kind of like in the middle of us has always been something that like, right, we're gonna do that this year, and then it's December again. You're like, right, I'm gonna do it again this right. year. And, you know. Yeah. Um, and I've been friends with her for over a decade. Um, so she's really like my sister. Um, so to put this show together is kind of a no-brainer. Um, and when I got the call from 54 Below to do a show, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. It's a part mm-hmm. of their duet, duet series. series. Yeah, because, again, if you're fans of the podcast, you know that the Nunziata brothers, Will and Anthony, were the the two that started, they jump-started mm-hmm. off. And then it's all in part of the same thing because uh, Mr. Feinstein himself, Michael Feinstein and Christine Ebersole are going to be together as a duo. So you're like mm-hmm. in that milieu, if you will, more you know what I mean? on the same mics, which mm. is like super honoring and, and yeah. fun. Like, you know what I mean? Something And that room too. I mean, come on. Like, you know what I mean? You don't take it and I don't none of that is lost on me. Good. Like you know what I mean? It's good to know that um where your home is. And I think that's what I love about, I guess, Broadway is that like, you know, when you're in the world, you're in the world. And there really is no space between your mic and Christine Ebersol's. Like right. you know what I mean? Right. On the stage. You yeah. know what I mean? Life, yes. Experience, absolutely. But Tony's correct. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So tell me about you. Tell me, how did you, when did you get the, the when did you notice you had the gift? <laughs> I don't even know. Where what... was you singing and your mama just went, is that? Because <laughs> that's how it happens, right? No, I guess. Uh, I, I was I was weird. I, it was never presented to me as a gift, um, if that means anything. Yeah. I like music. I love singing. My, my father was a DJ and we had like records all the time. So singing was, and, and I was a church kid. Okay. So going to church with people that sang, I was like mm-hmm. the, you know, another one. Mm-hmm. You know, more so, <laughs> more so than anything um, being specifically special. And my mom is kind of funny. She never highlighted it as like something that was... Like abnormal, mm-hmm. um, though. Like I would be like, I would say like I've been recording for forever, but I say that because I used to go in my bathroom with 
um, tape recorders, like multiple, <laughs> like two of them. And I would sing onto one of them and then play that one and sing and record in the other one and sing harmony to it. So, or backgrounds, so that I could play the second one and sing with myself. <laughs> so you were your own backup group? I was, when I had to make it. But I don't know, it didn't strike me as something strange. And then, like, all I got was knock, knock, knock. Are you done in there? Because I'm in the bathroom. Right. And then I got to scoop everything out of the sink <laughs> and then scoot out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to do something in here! Right. It was never, it was never, um, it was never like, what are you doing? Oh, that's uh -huh. amazing. That's awesome. So that kind of, I don't know, I think... To me, it's a good thing because it never, I never have an ego about it. Right. Um, and then when I got to like, and it wasn't so I went, I did everything musical that I could. Um, I actually started music in like a jazz class in like public school in New York, which is crazy because it doesn't exist anymore. I was going to ask so, you like, where you were from originally. Brooklyn, New York, East New York, Brownsville. All right. And we had a jazz band and instruments, and that's where I learned how to learn how to um, read music, which spawned, you know, me knowing anything right. about music. I didn't even know what musical theater was, really, in high school. I knew it existed. I knew I've seen plays. Mm -hmm. I saw Rent, and I yeah. saw plays, but I didn't know that it was an actual art form. Right. Um, but um, then I was graduating high school, and other friends had went to this thing called musical theater, and I was like, well, that includes, I like dancing, I like singing, I like acting. I was like, that makes sense to me. I'll wow. do it. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have any, like the whole LaGuardia School of the Performing Arts never even entered your brain. No, because I went to boarding school in Pennsylvania um, when I was in eighth grade. Fum, 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 fum. Well, no, it was for underprivileged <laughs> students. It's a great school called Milton Hershey School in Hershey, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. Yeah. So it's like for underprivileged students more so get, than anything but else. But to get the opportunities just to have a good education. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of pay for everything um, in wow. that sense. So uh, so I was taken out there. And then it's more like a poo-poo platter of like mm -hmm. what you can do more so than like specific. Right. So I just explored it as much as I could. And then they were paying for me to go to college. So I was like, I got to go to college. And where am I going to go? And so... I followed my my um, uh, friends who graduated to Penn State Musical Theater, and I went there. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So it was there, so, and it was there that I actually started to actually flex what this is mm -hmm. by being told what I couldn't do, which kind of shaped. Um, wow. When I am, yeah, it was very weird. That's just what you couldn't do. Explain yeah. that to me. <clears throat> because that was the first time I'd never, and I and I uh, applaud my high school um, teachers. Uh, especially music, for never, I realized they never said no to me. They always said, do it, give it a do try. Do it better. Yeah. Do whatever you, whatever you want to do, do it better. Like, you know what I mean? So wow. it wasn't until I got to like Penn State that it was like, for the first time, it was like, um, you're a black person, you can't sing this music, or you can't sing this way, mm -hmm. or you can't do any of those things. Mm -hmm. That's not. It was un it was like you know crooning yeah. or scooping yeah. or anything was like it was so that was not explained but it was so negative that I was like got it anything that's me you don't want so I have to try to create this voice to wow. do this stuff um, and Ooh. I and I remember my third like my third year I my voice teacher came to see a gospel choir performance which I've been in gospel choir and African dance I've yeah. been doing a lot of things mm -hmm. in the college that was not a not included in my um, program. Yeah. So when they actually saw me, she actually saw me in the concert and my next voice assistant, she was like, oh my God, I can't believe you, you sing like that. You never sing notes like that here um, in, um, in your lesson. And I was like, 
Because it ain't there. I was like, well, I meant that. I was just trying to. Pl- I'm trying to please you here as mm-hmm. best I can. I don't. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know what y'all y'all telling me not to do. My hands. I can't do the things. So right. I. I don't know how to fix that for you, but just do what you right. want. Right. And you can't tell me specifically how to fix it either. Right. So we're all just guessing here. So you know what so I mean. I'll do what I need to do over here, and then I'll show up here when I get to do what I want to do. There. But I think the the one blessing when I look back on my experience that I think. I don't know exactly where it came from. Was that my worth was n- my worth was never in the hands of anyone else. So yeah. even though they did, they said I they they didn't or they weren't liking what I was presenting to the table. Mm-hmm. I never took it as it oh I can't sing. Yeah, I was like and I can't. Dance. I can't. It was like no, I'm not doing it right for you. And I don't know where that came from. And that and that may that may have come from the fact that it was never special. Yeah. It was like if you're going to do something, be great at it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like so. I'm guessing that, but I look back and it was like, oh my gosh, I that might have shielded me <laughs> from um, a lot of um, pain and craziness, right? Interesting. You know, because I'm thinking that when you say as you were growing up that you were not told no, just do it better. It was more like you were given the freedom to do the things that they just knew by the time you got to that age when the, the consciousness catches up, you were going to be told no. But by the time you get there, you've already learned how to do all those other things. So they're just stopping you from doing the stuff you already know how to do. So I'll just wait it out. Right. And, 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 I'll but, just wait it out. But that's not something that you consciously think of. No, as no a, one as a does. Kid. I don't right. think you do. But what an interesting way to be able to reflect upon it and, and put it together that way mm-hmm. and still be healthy on the other side. Right. I mean, but like, that's, a bl- that's the blessing, right? Right. Because it's something I can look back on. Now, granted, I did have my. Definitely that time of putting the person you created in school mm-hmm. and the person you are together, which is what every student Everyone has does. to do, right? Everybody the, does. That. I mean, you got out of school, you have to figure out what is the actual meeting point mm-hmm. for it to be from truth. And when will it happen? Right. You I don't know, know if me? it's ever happened yet but, for me. But I, <laughs> you know what I mean? But first, knowing that it ever happens at all mm-hmm. right. is, is still over yeah. the head of anybody doing it, right? That's so true. Um, so, so, yeah, so it was very, uh, I still, I still had to deal with that mm-hmm. and really had to get comfortable with being enough in this industry and knowing that there's no firm lane mm-hmm. for all that I do. So then my so that so that takes the onus off of being right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're you yeah. you know, but what's so fun though is like you know, just this week, you know, we're that we're recording, you know, there was a big controversy about the Smokey Joe's Cafe show with mm-hmm. Alicia Umphress mm-hmm. and getting called out for her size and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And whenever I think about someone like that, that you know, because Alicia Umphress is me, she's you, she's all of the people who are told because of just who they are and how they present themselves is an issue of some sort for other people. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that it never negated any of her talent. It doesn't negate any of the way that you were singing and dancing. It doesn't negate any of the ways that I tell jokes and, and do comedy and interview mm-hmm. people. It, it's like, but watching other people try to interpret you is what will mess you the F up mm-hmm. every time you do it. And so to hear your story makes that, you know, like I see it and I'm like, that explains it. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like, part of it is like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just moving through, mm-hmm. doing me. I have no idea that that was who it was, but maybe under the that subconscious level, mm-hmm. 
that's what was just driving you. You had no idea, but that's and now your subconscious has kind of met your conscious. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 the and now it's more on purpose. Yeah. I well, guess you know what you're doing. Than it was before, because right? Now you know what you're doing. Right. And and because you have to, I think there's a certain part, especially in life. And I watch people. I'm watching people go through it now because now I feel like an old person. But like you watch people go through the that middle point where right. you're like when the car when you. When your first, you know, burst of energy keeps you going, and yeah. your car is going, and you just have to steer, and you know, right. and you're like, great, yeah, I'm steering, but eventually the car slows down, right. and then you realize that you have to do some pedaling now, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, I've never pedaled before. How do you do this? How do you use this? And then you watch. It's that moment that, that you start to turn around. And it's right. like, oh wait, I get the pedal and choose where I'm going, and yeah, oh, that's all a, you know, of this. It's like yeah. starting. It's like I'm starting over again in a certain sense. But like but, with uh, it's the control that you have. So how does that affect when you? you um audition so like for me in auditions i'd still have to talk to myself and i guess more now than before is to say like i am not trying to be something right i don't walk into for a a, a funny example is that because i did rent and like in the heights and i and then rent again that was like 10 and a half years Mm -hmm. i graduated college and never got to do all those roles that you we're too young to play, but we're singing anyway, you know? <laughs> so I never got to do any of those roles. So then, like, I find myself, like, 10 years later uh-huh. going in for, let's say, um, ragtime, you know? Yeah. And then, I, um, and then I'm like, I go to rehearse the music, and I'm like, go out and tell a story. I'm like, mm, let it out. This ain't, this ain't in my throat right. I don't know this one. This ain't in my throat right. And then I'm like, <laughs> but then I realized, I was like, oh, because I've been to a therapy session right. or two. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, I've not gone back and, and unpacked or fixed that part of my mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. So I'm still trying to sound like Brian Stokes Mitchell. Mitchell. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still trying to, to sound like him. Because that's still, because that's my mind, is that like these roles, mm-hmm. if I'm going to do theater, I have to sound like that. And so I'm going to aim toward that. It's like, for me now, I guess, in my Mm -hmm. world, it's like, I got to learn that damn Friend Like Me song because that's probably the only rule (laughs) that I could ever get. You know? But this, and what's, and what's, and it's interesting to me because I think the other side of it is like, Yes, you have to know that mm-hmm. and more. And <laughs> but like, that's the thing. So <laughs> I love that you said that because there was something else that happened. Like because you know you are in the, the world of the theater, which is why you are here as mm-hmm. well. And you know he's got his show coming up August third at uh, Fine Science Fifty Four Below. Marcus Paul James and Crystal Renee. Damn it, Renee Monet Monet mm-hmm. Hall. Crystal Monet Hall. Girl, I'm sorry, girl. You know, it's just we don't know each other like that. Anyway, so <laughs> but Crystal and um, Marcus are going to be together doing uh, "Where Is the Love," and it's going to be basically a tribute to Roberta Flack and Lala and to Lala Hathaway, Donna Donnie Hathaway yeah. from the famous fabulous song and and so many great duets. And so you're getting to sing this. But what I was going to get back to is because you know we're talking about you know, placement and where we are and mm-hmm. people and things. And it was like, you know, the conversation that came up about Hello Dolly and them excusing missing Pearl Bailey mm-hmm. in the list of Hello Dolly mm-hmm. because nobody was there to tell them, y'all know there was a black Dolly. Mm-hmm. Technically, Carol Channing is also black, so she was the first black Dolly. But right. you, you know what I'm saying. Right. But there was nobody to balance and check any of that. Right. And it's sort of like it is the... I, I, now I almost forgot the damn point of why I did that. Damn it. You had said, I wish I could roll back the tape. I'll fix it in my head in a second. But <laughs> it was more about the fact that 
you know, you have to push yourself out there and you don't let those other people tell you that you're, you know, like you said, you had a whole bunch of people telling you, no, you can't do that, no, you can't do that. Right. And then you're, you're like, trying to sound like Brian Stokes Mitchell when mm-hmm. you really should just be Marcus Paul James. Correct. Correct. That's it. Correct. You and, know? and then you. So then the question is, what does that mean? Right. And so that's that's what I think. Personally, when I have auditions, I saddle myself with that question. Right. Of like, of like, you can, you can, especially when it's something that's old or something that you know in that way. It's like, all right, what is actually me? Mm-hmm. Let me let me actually decide how this music feels to me. Right. Let me interpret the music because I that's what I know how to do. Right. You know, and that's me... all you that's all you can do in that situation because you it's you're not got you don't have the role yet. Absolutely. So you, you ain't asking me to sing like Brian Souls Mitchell, so Ab- let me just sing the damn song. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And and understanding what made that work for that voice and that time. You know what I mean? Because history is important. You know, I know the history. Mm-hmm. I know I know the history, and I and I better know the present. Right. And so putting those together um, to create, to go in and feel confident about what I do. And I never go in trying to, I never go in trying to get the job. Right. I go in trying to do the best me right, right then. Because trying that's to be all. Authentic. That is the gig. We always like it's a joke. It's like auditions are the gig. Actually, mm-hmm. getting the job is like the icing on the cake. Right. Like, you do more auditions than jobs. You, you know sure what I mean? Do. It's like it's you like. Sure and do. they vary the auditions too. So it's mm-hmm. like I try to film and TV auditions. Mm-hmm. I when I tell you this, I don't stress at all because it's like it really can be any. It can be me. I know the role says a black man, but you could hire an Asian person tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It really, I have no control, control over this. So let me just go in and do the best I can and leave and skip out, as opposed to some musical theater auditions that like I belabor and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who's around? I need a drink. Like you know what I mean? You're like, why did I? Ooh, I just croaked on that C. I was trying to hit that C and it just didn't come out. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? And and I'm okay with it if that's just happened because of the moment. Now, if Mm -hmm. I had not practiced, if I didn't know the words, if I drank all week and decided Mm -hmm. that I was going to try and pull it up today and I didn't warm up, like Mm -hmm. if I did those things, then I got someone to deal with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) But it surely will never be the fault of anybody behind the table. Right. So. You know, it's funny because it's that whole idea, I guess, you just, you know, you have to be enough, period, when you walk into the room. Yeah. And, and. If what I have that I feel is enough is not enough for you, then I can't fix that for you. Can't. I mean, you know, it'd be nice if one of y'all would just say yes. Here, <laughs> now, and then, you know, because I'd like to eat. But, you know, right. <laughs> but in right. the interim, sure, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it is a different appeal. And I think for me, I've been very lucky because being known more as a comedian, per mm-hmm. se, gives me a lot more luxury mm-hmm. in terms of what people expect when I walk into a room. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we hear you're comedians. Like, okay, good. It's like, so if that's the day that I can hit that note on that song or not forget those lyrics mm-hmm. or, you know, catch the choreography just right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, that'll never happen for me, but it's like, catch the choreography just right. It's like, for them, I'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but knowing where you where you start from is important. Right. Because then you can know what, what you can do. And then I always, but then you always... There are tons and thousands of stories of auditions and uh, of situations where the trying and not getting there was f- far more interesting yeah. than actually getting there and been casted on the try 
and not the getting there. You know what I mean? Like it's like there, so it makes it even more nebulous like, yeah. in terms of, of you the You just choice. show up, they tell you no, and you go away, and 20 minutes later, your phone's ringing, and you're like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that, like, and it's not a no anymore. I mm-hmm. think you get to a point where they don't say no. They go, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Is that, like, I see it, you, you, you... You're giving me something. You, you did the task, right? Yeah. Like, you did the task. You brought this to life, mm-hmm. and you did that. Now, can this be a six-foot black man? I don't know. I don't know. Do you look 50? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's a better, that's, the, and not, and getting that is not no. Right. Like, unless you go in and you're like, and, you know, completely out the box <laughs> and wrong. And they're like, no. Like, you know what I mean? Now, that's, I think we, that's the, you, you're, you should graduate from no's <laughs> to, so I don't funny. know. It feels like my vocal teacher told me I should never do, and I'm telling you that I'm not going as a song. I don't right. know. Right. And here I am. Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, that, that, that garnered you a no. You know what I mean? <laughs> But you probably will get points for for, for trying. For, for, you know what I mean? For Look at you trying to bring, bring you something different in the audition. <laughs> Whoever thought of a man singing it, I'm not telling you. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. So th- this is all good. So now, how then does this all come together for Marcus Paul James? Like you got, you have your Broadway history mm-hmm. of sorts. You know, your musical mm-hmm. history that you got now firmly planted, firmly entrenched. You have your solo energy that you're doing mm-hmm. as well. So those are the two things that, at least with the career energy, is great. So where then do you pull from to do songwriting? So to me, um, my music comes from 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 uh, interaction, from living. That, that mm-hmm. there's a part of um, life that, like, I, you know, it's like a distillery. This is yeah. probably I, metaphors, me metaphors. I, I got them all day. But like, it's a, it's a distillery, and like, and when you do the process of like, of um, of of like putting, combining things, and heating it up and cooling mm-hmm. it down, it like condenses at the top. And what's mm-hmm. that? And what's at the top is usable, and what's at the bottom is not. Right. You know, and like, and you get all those parts and pieces, and um, some are throwaways and some are not. Right. To me, my music are th- are those things that are the um, that are come the sum of the process of life okay. you know what I mean it's the experiences it's the it's the looking back on the experiences it's the other stuff it's like I don't really write about falling in love mm-hmm. I write about the moment you realize you have like you know what I mean it's okay. like it's like I like those moments in between and mm-hmm. those moments so to have those moments you actually have to live life so I feel like sometimes to be honest when I'm like doing eight a show eight times a week and it's like Christmas and all I can do is wake up Roll out, mm-hmm. warm up, and do a show, show, warm down, go to bed, mm-hmm. go do this interview, go to that. It's like there's not much life happening in there, so I don't feel my most creative sometimes, more so than I feel tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> and I yeah. don't get to. So so it comes in, in spurts, right? You know what I mean? When you have those spurts, when you actually have time to enjoy and breathe, Um is where I think you, I, I pull some the most of my you know okay. experiences from that I write about, and I don't think about hmm I'm going to write this experience. It really just <laughs> comes to me. Oh, I'm reminded in someone else's experience, right. and then I'm like, I was like, I know that I know where you are. Yeah, I know where you are, and, and, my, and then I can pin it. Do you ever find that like in your own words, or finding within your own words, like the the chance you're writing your own stuff? I mean. That at some point you see you having, you know, write a musical. 
Is that in your lexicon of things? Um, n- n- not. It's never. I, yes, I do think. <laughs> I do think. Here's because I write. I write moments, right. right? And a moment to me, I always have to, and maybe because I've been doing it for so long, I have to button up things. I have to start it and 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 end somewhere. Even if somewhere is nowhere, right. we still know where we are. Right. You know, and so to me, every show, every song is a play. Like every mm-hmm. song is a complete thing. Um, so I like writing about moments, and I do think um, because I also love theater and I love um, how moments are crafted together. I also am an actor, so I craft moments together. Like there is that sense of like, yeah, I would definitely would be up to um, um, working on a musical project in which I get to kind of mix the both where I get mm-hmm. to actually explain the moment and then make the moment useful for something that's else. bigger than you know than that than the thing. actual moment itself. Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of that's kind of intriguing to me. But I don't sit down and go, you know what I would write today? A musical. <laughs> that that's never crossed my or, mind. Or I just saw this movie and it should be a no, musical. musical. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, that ain't no, if I do, I'm like, and then tell me when you got it. You know I mean? <laughs> I'll be ready for that. I'll be ready to come. <laughs> I'll do, I'll sing all the workshops. We'll get some of that stuff worked out. Right. How funny is that, Marcus Paul James? Yeah. So, you, you know, it's interesting, though. I was thinking you, you've had two roles in two shows that have had iconic names attached to them. One mm-hmm. of them was Motown with Barry Gordy and, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda in, in The Heights. So, I, would, I would say three and say John DeLorean. Well, and jo- well. well, yeah. Because it, it, well, cha- it, it did change. That it, was a life changer because you saw it and then you were in it as well. I right? know, which is, which is crazy. With, with uh, another friend of yours who I met when she was on Broadway as a leading lady, Miss Amber Amon. Yeah. Were you in that cast with her? Is that, I was, yeah. It was the yes. off-Broadway one, yes. When she was doing Soul Doctor. Mm-hmm. I was, like, oh, I was like, who is this young woman and why mm-hmm. do I not know her? And I right. was like, I've made a beeline for her. Right. I need to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Amber. <laughs> She's fabulous. Ugh, I, um, but yeah, okay. So like, what is it like? Did you get to have an opportunity with uh, Barry Gordy? Or do you have a memory of him? Yeah, we met. I met him a couple times, um, but was never any extended um, mm-hmm. Period of like conversation or anything, but I definitely met him. He was super nice. He's surrounded by wonderful people around him too, and he's always on his with being whisked somewhere. Oh yeah. So um, he doesn't so, have time to talk. He just has to keep moving. So it's been, it's, it's been kind of cool. But like, do you know when you? I spe- there are some people that I am not. A, I don't fan girl out mm-hmm. to anybody. I have some that I'm like. Okay. But, Vanessa I, Williams walks in. You're not gonna fall out. I'm not gonna fall out. No, I'm not gonna fall out. Really? I'm not gonna fall out. I'm gonna. I'm going to say hello, uh-huh. and then I'm going to. There won't be a gag factor. But here's the thing: is that I have a lot of of very. I have a lot of friends that mm-hmm. you know have fame and claim, mm-hmm. and and one thing I pride myself with my friendship is I like to be friends for who you are, right. not what you've done. True. Um, but sometimes there are some people that you meet that you're like, the only point of connection we have mm-hmm. is this thing you did. Right. <laughs> and you don't you don't know I saw it, so you have no connection to me at all. <laughs> at you know all. what I mean? So I'm not going to pretend that this moment is any bigger is more than, it, than is. it is. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to have you freak out, and then you got to grab your purse, and you can't take a picture, and then you got to leave. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I've not made this... Awkward, you know right? What I mean? <laughs> it's gone from being really nice to awkward, right? You know what I mean? And I don't, and I don't have pictures. I don't have autographs. I'm just not that person to do wow. it. Now I'll jump in to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like to work that up seems anti 
humane to me. So I'm just like, it's weird. I I know it's weird. It's weird. But like, I'd rather rather say hello. I'd Mm -hmm. rather be respectful and be cool. But but with Barry, I have nothing to say. Yeah, to him, except for like you need, but hello. So I'm exactly. not gonna pretend I have anything else to say. Hello, don't remember my name really, unless you're gonna give me a musical contract. If not, it's probably best that you don't know who I am when I leave here. No, it's cool, day. but I know you won't. You've met yeah. three thousand people. You're also not very young either. So like I, Memory you know, what I mean? it's like it's like I I saw you and that was that made my day. It's wonderful. It's like the time you, I saw Madonna walk down the hallway at Sirius. Like oh my god, right, right. He saw me. He even saw me show, and he was like, "You were good." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Thank you." (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'll take it. Like you did me. Cool. We're done. (laughs) Cool. I was like, "I don't need nothing else. I don't need any more cosign. That was enough. You saw it. You know what I mean?" And you can say that's your memory. I was right. I was like, I felt fine with it. I'm glad you enjoyed, uh, and I was good with it too. Uh, so was, it all worked out for okay. both of us, right? That's so funny. <laughs> he, I, you know, it's funny because it's like, you know, I do as of lately. I've been meeting a lot of people that I have from the distance admired. But the funny thing is, is that when I meet them, I always have to remember that it's like I'm actually working, <laughs> right? And then so like that takes away all of the oh my god, you're just. But then there's moments within I can find a way to like to get it out because sometimes I think it's just. Just be honest. Like, mm-hmm. listen, like you know, telling people right. You know, right now inside, I'm a 20 year old girl meeting like Frank Sinatra for the first time in mm-hmm. 1947 or something. That's what's going on right now. Right. Talk. But I'm going to try right. to maintain right. a level of dignity and professionalism. Right. Right. But know that I'm flipping up right now. Right. I just right. because if I don't at least tell you that that's happening, right. it might just pop out in right. conversation, right. And, and I'm going to be, right. be confused. Right. And you'll be weird. And so I don't want to do that right. to you. So yeah. So that's right. why. That's my my right. my angle. Right. I did have a moment of overwhelmedness once mm-hmm. because like I am close friends with with people whom I grew up, especially musical theater, mm-hmm. admiring as idols, mm-hmm. especially vocally and performance-wise. That's all we had, you know, right. for a while. So then to grow to be friends with them mm-hmm. um, and good friends is like, you know, there's a taking for grantedness of it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. But then when you're in the ring, which I call like out yeah. in the, out in the mm-hmm. our, you know, in our public and performance space, there was one time I really got overwhelmed for the first time, and I was like, to myself in a room, and it was it was performing. We were performing at a, like a special, like private concert in a house, mm-hmm. um, but the singers who were singing, you know, in a row, almost back to back, was like it was Billy Porter, and then it was Norm Lewis, oh. and then it was Brian Sosa Mitchell, and then oh. it was Michael McElroy. Oh my god! And like, and it was about it was about when Norm was singing. I and I like, so and I much. sat here, and I was like, but I could see Michael. Michael was here, mm-hmm. and like Billy was there, and mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, this is. I was like, in one night, I have heard all the voices I've ever mm-hmm. loved in my life, right? In theater, and I was like, oh, this is a. This could be a. This, this is a. This is yeah, a. Yeah, this is the thing. This, this is the, the this thing. Huge. And I was like, and for the first time, I felt like. Giddy, unworthy, like I and like sh- these you know people I mean? all know you and you oh, know this them. Is, this is crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was that, that was probably the the closest that I get to being like wow, unable you're, to. You're speak. good then. You're really good. Because I, I try. I would just be like, <gasps> Billy, girl, you better sing that song, Billy. You know that'd be me. Ooh, bro. Stokes, 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 don't be doing me that way, Stokes. Right. <laughs> 
they're all so funny. Yeah, they're great they're people. All so funny, you know. And I, and like you, I, you know, I've had the opportunities to, sp- I've, I've had the opportunity to spend time with them on a more friendly mm-hmm. basis than just the microphone moments. Mm-hmm. And every time I do it, I always stop and I laugh at myself. It was like, like to see Billy Porter walking down the street and you, girl, what you doing? What you doing? And then she walks away. And then you walk away and you're like. That was Billy Porter from King mm-hmm. Boots and, and now Pose. Everyone's living for her in Pose. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that's my friend. Hey, girl. I'm, you know, she's doing her thing and I'm on my way to my thing and we just right. hay five and then we'll catch. Right. It's, it does. It kind of, I stop and I'm, oh, hey, yeah, that's cool. Like with a friend of mine, just I had a friend of mine from high school. This is the third or fourth time I've telling this story. But she, because <laughs> she loves it now, she um, brought her daughter and her husband to New York. And so, I mean, you know, I haven't seen them in a couple of years now. And the daughter I had never met until just recently. And so the daughter is like 14. Hmm. You know, she did Audrey, Little Shop of Horrors. You know, she's a young, burgeoning actress. <laughs> Bless her heart. <laughs> and so she comes to New York, and she's with her parents, and we were all having dinner, and then the that night before, she said she wanted to see Anastasia. And so they said, let's try to get her tickets to Anastasia, and they got tickets. And I was like, oh, you know, Max von Essen is a friend of mine. I could just, let me just, let me check and see if he's free and maybe he could do that. And bless, he just managed, he's like, it's a matinee, you know, I don't have a lot of time, but I'll, I will gladly do it for yeah. So he takes him and he does the picture. She has a moment of thing on the Broadway and the thing. And I was standing there and I was like, oh my God. I just like reached out to him and said, could you do this for my friend? Thank you so much. You're a doll. Oh, by the way, your shows are coming up too. You should come talk to me. Let's hang out and do stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's my world. Mm-hmm. And that freaked me out for a minute because mm-hmm. I was like, what? And of course now they are like living because right. right. our friend you know, their day. Right. Our friend in New York, you know. I remember <laughs> right. him when he was still in elementary school. Right. You know, right. it's like right. we have right. that long history. And right, it's, right. It, it's it is it's an interesting world to kind of navigate. Yeah. So it must be joyous and especially with someone with a talent like yours, it it is great to be in a room with those people, but then also knowing that you're also a part of that room. Well, that's, that's, you know? that's, I mean, it's something that I, you know, I always say, I pray, I hope, I hope to God I am a fraction of the company I keep. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope I am at least, you know, on the same hue in a kind of color <laughs> of the people. Like, because my friends are ridiculous. My yeah. friends are ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, well, I was like, thank you for keeping me around. But like, <laughs> this is, like, it's crazy. Y'all don't need me. How good. Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? But that's the best. Support them all. Yeah, that's the best. Oh, gosh. So again, listen. How much fun is this guy? He's so sweet. He's so wonderful. And again, you can catch him and Crystal. Like the picture. Crystal. Damn it. French picture. Oh. Monet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal Monet Hall. Why did I lose the middle name? I want to say like Renee. That's just so not right. Mm-mm. And again, girl, because this is we don't we don't have a relationship. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna change Crystal? that. We're gonna change that. I need to get you in. before y'all y'all turn it out on Friday, August third at Feinstein's Fifty Four Below at nine thirty p.m. Correct. Make sure you go and find out where is the love. Yeah. Because it's going to be there that night, and also to make sure you try them planting chips. I'm just saying, if you're gonna be there, you're gonna be there. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're gonna be at Feinstein's Fifty Four Below, the planting right. chips are delicious with the little avocado stuff. Yes. Just saying. Right. And the desserts. Right, right, <laughs> right. And also, we're, you know, some shameless plug, you know, me and Crystal also on Instagram at, I'm at Tell them all. Marcus Paul James everywhere and Crystal's at um, Crystal Monet. 
Crystal M O N E E. And you are also MarcusPaulJames.com. So yeah. they can go to you and find out exactly where you are, what yep. you're doing, yes. when you're doing stuff, yeah. how you're dipping and doing it, and, yeah. and stay in touch with him as well. So, I Marcus, thank that. you so much for this. Well, thank you for having me. This has me. been a really, it was, we had a conversation earlier before we started this interview that, you know, we've got some odd news today. And it's nice to know that even in the course of all of that, I can still find a way to connect with people and, and you know not disconnect from the world because of the events of things that are going on. Yeah, so. absolutely. That's what being an that's what I say being an adult is, yeah. is supposed to do. Not being a theater person, actually being an adult. You, wow. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's not. A, it's not. There are some rules that are human. Yeah, <laughs> just human. So, <laughs> all right. So we are gonna be back. Boom. Look for Keep Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now links.